Unplugging from AC. Measuring a system and band's power requirements. By Mike Sokol. The first step in any experiment is to figure out what you need to measure and set up a series of tests to gather empirical data. My hypothesis in my previous article on this subject stated that you could power a small to medium-sized cover band and their sound system from battery and solar power alone. So, what exactly do we need to measure? For this exercise, we're only going to consider using a lithium battery-powered pure sine wave inverter, such as the Jackery Explorer series. There are many other manufacturers of these so-called solar generators available, all of which include a 12-volt DC cigarette lighter outlet, as well as 120-volt AC outlets. I have both a Jackery Explorer 1500 that's designed to provide 1500 watt-hours, that's 1.5 kilowatt-hours, battery storage, with an 1800-watt pure sine inverter that provides 110 volts of AC, as well as an Explorer 300, offering 300-watt hours, that's 0.3 kilowatt hours, of battery storage, with a 300-watt pure sine inverter that also provides 110 volts of AC. Why pure sine wave? Until recently, most inverters which convert 12 volts DC from a battery into 120 volts AC to power appliances, produced modified sine wave, or MSW, waveforms. In an MSW inverter, there are rather large voltage steps trying to approximate the 60 hertz sine wave of residential power in the US. Further, that MSW waveform has a lot of harmonic distortion up to 40% or so can translate that into an excessive heating of sensitive electronics, such as computer power supplies, as well as a noisy buzz in amplifiers and stage instruments. Yes, an MSW inverter can make PA loudspeakers sound like an aged neon sign in a bar. As a result, don't employ an MSW inverter to power stage gear or a sound system. However, we're in luck because modern inverters are now available in pure sine wave, or PSW, versions with less than 2% harmonic distortion. This is actually a lot cleaner than much of the power coming off of those electrical outlets in the average or on a stage. So, for this experiment, we'll only be using PSW inverters, and so should you in real-world applications. What to measure? Battery-powered inverters have two basic parameters, peak wattage and storage capacity. Peak wattage is the instantaneous amount of power that can be provided for a short amount of time when there's a shout, hard kick drum beat, or other transient event in the music that's being played. This number, whatever it is, will determine the maximum wattage that the pure sine inverter needed to supply for the sound and stage systems. Storage capacity is determining how much average power a battery inverter system will need to supply and for how long. This is measured in KWH, that stands for kilowatt hours, or WH, which means watt hours. Simply stated, it's the average amount of power required in watts or kilowatts times 
how long the power needs to be supplied in hours. It should be fairly obvious that if you need a certain amount of kilowatt hours for a single one hour set, then you'll need to double that number for a two hour set or triple it for a three hour set. The exact amount of peak wattage as well as the kilowatt hours needed will depend on the crest factor of the particular type of music to be performed, but it could be less than you might think. Regardless, it must be measured before plugging into any sort of battery or inverter system. And measuring is actually pretty simple with the use of the right meter, such as the Balder, spelled B-A-L-D-R, portable power meter I recently acquired for a bit more than $20 via Amazon. Note, for our purposes here, we're only going to consider smaller acts that can plug into a single 15 or 20 amp wall outlet. In other words, this isn't for huge shows that need their own camlock distro and generator power. That's an entirely different thing. Example one. Recently, I measured the power requirements for the Antietam Generals, a four-piece cover band that plays a lot of Southern and classic rock. The band includes a keyboard, electric guitar, bass guitar, and acoustic drums, with reinforcement via a pair of active JBL Eon 615 loudspeakers on sticks, plus a pair of Behringer Eurolive active loudspeakers on the floor. Taking into consideration the crest factor of typical live music signals, a good rule of thumb for estimating power draw is that a loudspeaker will draw one-eighth of its rated power when playing at full level with typical program material. For example, we can expect a single Eon 615, which has a 1000 watt peak power rating, to draw about 125 watts at full tilt. For this first test, I didn't measure the backline stage power, only the PA, which produced around 100 dBA SPL, about 50 feet back in the room in a local club. Pretty substantial without being too crazy loud. Power usage was measured for a four-set gig running about four hours. The meter told me that the system used a maximum peak power of 332 watts. Even more interesting, it used just shy of one kilowatt hour of energy for the entire four hours. Therefore, an Explorer 1500 could probably have powered that system for at least six hours on a single charge. And while I didn't include the backline gear in this test, I'm fairly confident it could have powered a three-hour set that included all the instruments as well as the PA. However, I'll be gathering more data in the coming weeks. Example 2. Next, I checked the power requirements for a show by The Missing Years, a two-piece cover act that plays classic rock. The group has no backline amps or even wedges, just floor pedals for guitar and stick bass. Reinforcement to the house is provided by a pair of turbo sound column array cabinets directly behind the musicians. Careful placement of the loudspeakers and microphones helps eliminate potential feedback problems with the benefit that the musicians can hear the actual mix in the room. Levels were around 90 dBA SPL, about 50 feet back from the stage, which was perfect for this show, a 6 to 8 p.m. dinner gig at the local American Legion Hall. Unfortunately, there was a Wi-Fi failure in the digital mixer halfway into the first set, and so the band switched outlets to power back their analog mixer. However, while I couldn't get the accurate energy usage number, 
kilowatt hours, I was able to measure the peak wattage used during the first set. Amazingly, it required maximum power of about 220 watts for the entire sound system, including power for the instrument pedals. I can only exfoliate the total kilowatt hours of energy needed for two or three sets, but I'm fairly certain in an Explorer 1500 would be able to deliver enough power for at least two sets, and perhaps three, on a single charge. The bottom line is that either of these bands could easily play a standard gig on a 1500 watt hour battery slash inverter alone. There are several wineries in the area that like to do afternoon field parties for a few hours, and they need to start up a generator or run a few hundred feet of extension cord to power the band, neither of which are great options. So, the fact that these two bands can run from battery power alone gives them a lot of possibilities for playing gigs without AC power nearby. In the next part of this article series, I'll provide more power measurements of other area bands, as well as gathering data on adding up to 400 watts worth of solar panels to the Explorer 1500 to extend playing time. I may even try to add in a few LED lighting fixtures, just for grins. If you want to work with us on this project, all that's needed is a balder meter like the one I'm using. By the way, I checked it against my $1,000 fluke meter for accuracy, and it appears to be within half a percent, which is pretty close enough for this kind of testing. And yes, it has battery backup to retain the data after unplugging from the outlet, which is great. Meter in hand, measure the peak wattage and watt hours for a local band DJ for a gig or two, and then send photos and any additional measurement data to me at mike at noshockzone.org. And I'll include the information in a later article. We can all learn about the possibilities together. I think battery and solar power gigs are a great way to go into opening up a lot more outdoor performance opportunities. It's time to get creative and think about adding these tools to your repertoire. Mike Sokol has worked as a sound system designer and engineer for more than 50 years and is also noted as a top audio educator. In addition, he serves as a noted consultant of power to the RV industry.